0: Hey everybody, welcome to Rad Parenting, Joe Sib here with you, and right before we start this brand new episode of Rad Parenting, because Anna and I are back from our summer vacation, I want to remind all of my friends in Chicago, I would love to see you in a couple days, August 12th at the Beat Kitchen, 2100 West Belmont Avenue, Chicago. I will be there doing a night of stand-up and stories, come on out, August 12th at the Beat Kitchen, twenty. 20- 100 belmont avenue chicago if you want tickets all you got to do is go to beatkitchen.com now rad parenting starts now what is up everybody joseph here with you sitting across from my co-host anaya Bo. welcome to rad parenting we are back we are hanging we are recharged how's your summer going anaya good good yeah busy
1: Um, Yeah, and it's only going to get busier, actually. I keep trying to like – I took a week off, and it was like – I I can't even tell you what it did for me. It was amazing. And I'm trying to, on the other side of that, create a more balanced, reasonable pace.
0: Yeah. I got to dive into that. I haven't had – no balancing over here. I'm on the (laughs) tightrope with no – No stick to balance
1: me at all. I don't know if you know how to move like slow with anything, Joe. I can't even picture it actually.
0: Yeah, I saw you
1: vacuuming this morning (laughs) in the studio. I was just like,
0: I like it clean when you come in.
1: I like that you like it clean. I like it clean too. Um, It's just the vigor with which you do things that is so impressive. Yeah.
0: Well, I wanted to impress you. I wanted you to walk in. I wanted to look up and and have you go, Wow, he's vacuuming. I wanted to get that in I He's wanted,
1: amazing. Yes, that's
0: what I want. It's a little bit like our show today. This uh, this show kind of ties into that um, that when you're doing something more more when you're a kid, yeah. when you're doing something when you're a kid and you you want your parents' approval, but it's yeah. not so much about approval. Of, acknowledgement. It's yeah, acknowledgement, yeah. Acknowledgement.
1: We want to feel seen. We want to pat on the back. Yeah. yeah, with
0: parents uh, and the amount of uh, activities our kids are doing, whether it's soccer, whether it's violin, whether it's jujitsu, any of the activities that you're driving your kids to and from, you know, you get there. And I know a lot of, a lot of parents post up with either a book or, you know, for me, it, it'll be like, oh, okay, Nate's doing this or, or when Chessa was doing something. Okay, she's going to do that. I'm going to go on my phone. I'm going to catch up on uh, emails or I'm going to, you know, catch up on maybe a phone call. Mm-hmm. Depends on where you're at, what kind of setting it is. And this show that we're doing right now kind of comes out of the, the beta group that you've been doing. Mm-hmm. And you and I started talking, and I was like, that's a great show idea. You know, I don't see this turning into like a 45-minute episode, but this is, a, this is a quick one, you guys. Yeah. Um, basically, this is about, with all the activities that our kids are doing... Uh, it, when you're inside those places, like I just suggested, whether it's you know soccer or jujitsu or anything swimming, mm-hmm. any of those type of things, mm-hmm. a lot of parents, like I said, post up with the phone, and what we're finding out is sometimes you know the kid is in the pool and they're swimming and they look up, man, I just did, you know, I had a great time in that race or, oh my gosh, you see that goal I scored? Maybe not in the game, but like at practice and yeah. they look up and what do they see? The top of dad's bald head staring down or, his mo- or on or, his phone yeah, mom and, is, and just yeah. not dropping in at all to that moment in time. So the question that you and I are bringing up, uh, is how important is it? And are we supposed to just be worshiping our kid the whole time? Like, oh, my God, I can't believe you ran. I mean, because, you know, I mean, anyone that listens to this show knows that it's sometimes for me, I'm like, how much further do we have to go as parents? So not only did I drive you here, sit in traffic for hours, oh, and I have to watch you um, really run back and forth. But every time you look up, I got to just be waving the flag, like w- like World uh, Cup style, uh-huh. like just say, oh, my God, there he is. Wow, Joe,
1: you're on fire. Does that make sense though? Okay, yes. I hear you. And yes, take it. But I know there's a balance. Yes, yes.
0: And and when we talked about it, because I know right now people are like, okay, I'm done listening to rad parenting. (laughs) Just so you know before you turn me off, I think there is a balance. Yes. I really do. And believe it or not, I've been the assistant baseball coach for my son's team for like I was like seven years, mm-hmm. so I've had a lot of experience with this. Okay, handing it over to you. And okay,
1: you. so this uh, this idea actually came out. The it, I brought to the it brought it to the attention of our beta parent group because somebody had put on my radar this little wonderful juicy nugget of an article, and it was basically a swim coach that had was writing a letter to parents. Uh, because she, in all the years that she's taught, taught swim, she, how she'll say how frequently she will notice that the kid will just have like finished a lap or they finally did a jump, you know, and they weren't, they got past their fear or whatever. And they look up to see if their parents are, are watching and the parents are not watching. Okay, they now I feel like a on jerk. their phones. I feel
0: like a jerk. Sorry.
1: Um, <laughs> so, but, but it's, so but it's interesting and I was really glad that I shared it with the, with the beta group because the, um, the feedback on the article was, I mean, most of the parents were like, yep, been there, got to work harder on that. I totally get it. And, and we've talked a lot in the beta group about um, the attachment authenticity equation and how it is important that our kids feel seen, feel valued, feel worthy of our love and our attention and so on and so forth. Um, but this one parent, I thought as an interesting balance said, you know, when I was a kid, I, my mother would do a crossword or she'd read a book or whatever if when I was doing my activity and honestly, sometimes it felt like a bit of a relief not to be under her constant gaze, like to be able to socialize or move around and not feel like there was this... I, I, my guess was like sort of more scrutinizing audience, right? And there's a difference there. That's part of what would, you know, there's the rah 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 to the extreme, waving the flag, as you said, and then there's the other end of the spectrum, which could very well be, you know, I don't like to feel like I, every move I make is going to be scrutinized by my mom or dad. Um, and then there's the in between, which is the balance, and that is how do we how do we find that place where we are um, sh- we are communicating to our kids that these activities that, as you. Said, that we are investing time, energy, money into, into having them participate in, that how they're doing in those things and how they're showing up in the world matters enough to us to put our phones down um, and actually be present to them.
0: Yeah. The, when you just say put your phones down regardless uh, of anything that you're talking about right there, I I can't agree with more than that. Just, just in general, putting your phones down mm-hmm. when... You know we've talked about this on the show where there's been times where I'm like, man, the house is super quiet, and literally every person in the house is in different rooms on their phone on
1: their device yeah
0: and and there's this weird moment in time where everyone is enjoying that, mm-hmm. but we're not enjoying our time together, yes. so then you have to be that person that like rips the bandaid off, yeah, to get everyone together yeah, um, but for this particular moment that you're talking about in in the audience or in the crowd waiting, now is there any like S- proof or I don't know statistics that Having your parents acknowledge, like I'm growing up for me, my mom and dad just, they both worked, you know, so Mm -hmm. they never were at games. But I remember my mom came to one soccer game Mm -hmm. and like I scored a goal and that was like a big deal. And you've
1: remembered it to this day.
0: I remembered that she came, but I don't ever remember like having like a problem with them not being there Mm -hmm. only because I knew they work. And the reason I'm asking you that is just, there's a lot of, you know, parents are listening right now. They're like, man, you know what? Like I I wish I could be at gymnastics practice, but to go to gymnastics, I got to pay the for you to go. Yes. And that's called the job. I just want is there anything that you know or think of that, that to answer for those parents that are like, wish I could be there, I can't. Oh my gosh, am I blowing it?
1: Uh, okay, so uh, first of all and I just thank, some... you so, no, thank you so much for bringing that in because th- that that is a fact. I mean, there are many many parents out there um, and myself included. I mean, the way that I roll I can't always. I mean, a lot of um, my little one's activities early on, um, her nanny who you know has been part of our family and is like a third parent um, from the time she was five months old, but she would take her to a lot of her activities. So like her gymnastics classes, I was barely Ever there because I was building, you know, what I've been building. And um, I think the important thing is to engage the way that you can. So if you can't be at your child's activity, um, whether they end up going there on their own or they go with a neighbor or a, a helper or whatever, yeah. um, is that the minute that you do connect, you show that it matters by having a conversation. So it doesn't mean that we, the the, the bottom line is children have the need to feel seen by the people in the world that they understand are supposed to love them. And the, the, the people whom they most want to see them in order to validate their sense of worthiness and value and so on and so forth. So that part is just, that it's a fact. There is psychological and scientific evidence in terms of brain development that absolutely says this is something that children need in order to develop in a healthy whole way. Got it. I would suggest, if I may, Joe, just to speak to your example for a minute, that you may have been very drawn to be on the stage and performing, as you have much of your life, because some of that was missed out because your par- of your parents' circumstances and not being able to be present. That there was something there that you made okay because you needed to, but it left a void that you found another way to fulfill, which is not a criticism at all. It's like it's it's what we will tend to do. That if we don't get it in those early years and we need it, we will seek it out when we have the wherewithal, when we have the ability to create it for ourselves.
0: That totally makes sense. So okay. what? What you're okay. saying is, If, uh, so strong possibility I wouldn't be a stand-up comedian or be in bands if my parents would have came to more soccer games.
1: Possibly. And, and you know what, like uh, it's turned out wonderfully for you. So it's not what nobody should be doing is being like, oh my God, I've completely screwed up my kid's life. I mean, I know you'd be a really healthy human being and, and that you, you know, it's not, I've never have the sense of you that there's this desperate, like, I just won't feel like I'm, you know, I can go on if I don't have a certain amount of, you know, attention from on stage. It's not that. Um, but it, it is important. And so what I was saying is, if for whatever reason, you travel a lot as a parent, you're a single parent who, as you say, had to work to has to work to be able to afford those extracurriculars, um, the thing to do is to engage as soon as you reconnect with your child on the other side of that activity and say, How was soccer today?' how was gymnastics? How was whatever, jujitsu? And and when they tell you how it went in that moment, you see them, you acknowledge, you celebrate, you give them a pep talk. If they say, oh, I blew it. I let in three goals today and I feel like I shouldn't even be a goalie. That is a wonderful opportunity that it does not have to be the literal, like you have to be there with eyes on your kid every moment of every activity. That's not what we're saying.
0: I love it. I want to um, dive right back into that. we yeah. got to hear from our sponsor. But When we come back, I think what you're talking about is a term that I got from um, a friend and another parent called dropping in when you're parenting. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Here's a word from our sponsor. You're listening to Rad Parenting. Rad Parenting, we are back. Uh, right before that small break, we were talking about uh, a term that a parent mentioned to me. I, I don't even know if it was a parent. It might have been... Uh, a, a another like psychologist, children's, or I I can't remember the woman I I forgot what she did, but one time we were talking about the amount of time that we're just jamming around, and all of a sudden you know you have the parenting moment where you're like okay now I got to be a parent, and she used this great analogy that that and once again she brought up you know, st- stage time, she was like, hey, when you're on, you know, when you're on stage and when you're doing that, you're in the moment, right? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, are you thinking about anything else? And I was like, no. And she's like, when you're parenting, you have to do the same thing. And that really put it in perspective to me how uh, hard, but at the same time, how easy it is if I can just think about it that way. So when we're thinking about, we just spent X amount of time in traffic. We got off of work. Now we're at uh, soccer practice, we're at swim practice, we're up in the stands, jujitsu, or any of those type of activities. And you, you know, you have that moment. Where you're like, I'm going to go to, go to the phone. What, what I, what I always have said, and, and I brought this up to my son a lot of times, uh, was, Hey, are you cool? If I answer some emails, you know, while you're out there and a couple times, you know, my son would be like, Oh no, man, I really want you to watch. And then at that moment I knew I'm like, all right, you know what? As much as I don't want to, you know, maybe necessarily watch him for the next 90 minutes roll around on a mat. And a lot of times they're doing activities that, you know, you're like, I don't even know what he's doing. Yeah. With that said, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be here and he's not going to be doing this for the rest of his life. And you know what? A lot of times I just do this weird thing where I fast forward to like, all right, I'm a 70 year old man or I'm a, you know, 75 year old man. And I'm like, how much will I love if I could go back into time mm-hmm. and to be with him here in, in a sweaty gymnasium, watching him roll around and having him look up at me. And then I literally do this. And I, I imagine that I am a 70-year-old man and I, 70 year old man and I have gone back in time. Mm-hmm. And that, whoa, I did it. I'm back in time. And I watch him, and then at that moment, I'm able to enjoy the whole practice because I'm like, "Whoa, I'm—I've drifted back into time, and I'm having this moment with him because you know, supposedly, yes. this time you know won't exist." Yes. So that a lot of times will get me dropping into watching yes. him do these things or watching my daughter do those type of things. Right. But um, it, I'm not going to lie; it's 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 difficult because I think just the world that we live in. Yes. Our first inclination is, "I have a moment." To to answer an email. I haven't just yeah. but then how many times do we really, if we're honest, drift into the social media sure. Facebook, your Instagram? Right. Which I'm totally guilty of.
1: Well, and the more I think the more that we train our brains to be like here and here and here and here, it's almost I mean it is, it's almost like an addiction. It's almost like a drug, you know, that oh, we're just like Dude,
0: one hundred percent. So that stuff's not designed not to be a drug.
1: It, it, it is. Yes. And we need to be aware of that. Yeah.
0: I mean, I forgot the guy that just co-founded uh, the the Facebook, not yeah. Zuckerberg, but the guy that did it with him, uh-huh. there was an article, I got to find it, but someone sent it to me where, th- where he said, ma'am, when we started Facebook, like I was like, yeah, it'll be cool to network people. And I, I wouldn't, he said straight up, I wouldn't let my, I don't want my own family on it because it's turned in, it's, it's set up for the likes, for the adrenaline, it's, you know, an addiction, straight up. And and
1: there is an irony in the fact that, you know, in that, the language that he used there, that it was meant to be a networking tool, meaning bringing people together. And in fact, if we're not careful, and this is the thing, like eh, eh, all things in moderation, right? Because what happens is if we go to the extreme with that, it actually creates isolation from the people that are most important to us because we're in there trying to get that constant hit connecting with others you know, in cyberspace. So the one thing I wanna like, let's just d- let's dive into this a little bit further is the thing that you said about actually talking to Nate. And yeah. that to me is, what I'm gonna suggest is that we default when our kids are little, meaning five and under. Okay. We default to, if you are at the activity you are dropping in and giving them your full attention with the caveat that especially if a child is, you know, if if they are four or five, you can probably start to say things like, um, if, if on the, what you do on the regular, and I'm also going to say that, what we do most of the time is what is going to stick with our kids. It can also set up an expectation that what we do most of the time, they expect us to do all of the time, which will require a follow-up conversation that says, I can't do that. Remember, I was there for this and this and this, and today I've got a thing that I need to get done for whatever, for myself to take care of myself or for work or whatever. Um, but the the thing that we do most of the time is what's most important with our little ones. Let's make sure that we default to being hyper-present. And then the minute that we can start to say to them, and they have some way of, of discerning what degree of value, something it has for them is to say to them, would you like me? Is it important to you that I watch, you know, all the whole, the whole class? Or is there, do you want me to just watch certain parts? Because as they start to get a sense of themselves, they'll be able to tell you, just like in this beta group, we had, you know, multiple parents who were like, yep, totally get it. I've heard that from my kids. And then all of a sudden here's a parent that says, you know, when I reflect on my own childhood, I didn't want those eyes on me all the time. It made me anxious or I, I, I felt like I was under a microscope or whatever, not her words, mine. But that's when we want... Because you could have two kids, same, essentially same genetics in a, a similar environment. And one may thrive on that kind of like, my, I want my parents to see me. I love it when they watch me. I love it when they're on the sidelines cheering on. And then you have the other kid that's like, oh no, it puts me under too much pressure. Or I just don't need that. So you go ahead and talk to your friends, or you don't even have to come. I'm good going on my own and having some social time with my buddies or my, you know. Um, so as soon as they're able to have that kind of conversation, find out what they want and then do your best. And being present should take the form of, of whatever in, in engaging in conversation with your child, you are able to determine they most need being present to that. They need space, being present to. I need to allow for space so my kid doesn't feel like I'm a helicopter parent. Or I really love it when you come. It means a lot to me when you come to my games. Okay, so then being present is I need to make sure that I get this work thing done by the time I'm going to take you know him or her to to practice so that I can be fully present and then know that I'm going to have to follow up on the other side or whatever. But but planning for that without breaking yourself and that's where I come to the the whole thing of we also have to have balance as human beings so dropping into parenting cannot be a 24/7 thing. We have to understand that we will be better at dropping in and being present if we have um the balance of also having downtime. It's better to be full on some of the time than mediocre most of the time because we can't get it we can't be there 100% 100% of the time.
0: Yeah, and and what I'm picking up on this, and for for everyone that's listening, is picking up on the same uh, the same messages. It's really coming down to that communication. It's really coming down to, hey, I'm, co- I'm I, if 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 you're gonna take the time to go to practice, there's gonna be times where you can say, hey, I'm there for you. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna participate. You know, from the stands mm-hmm. and watch you at practice. Uh, but hey, check it out today. Unfortunately, I had to drive you here, but I I can't. You know, I'm gonna have to actually sit in the car and work on these that's emails. Right. And I think div- having that communication is so much better, because uh, when you' were talking right now, there was, there was a dad of mine that I was talking to recently, and he you know, was going to all of his kids' activities, going to everything that they did, going out of his way, you know, flying on the first flight home to make it to this event, you know, after working on a weekend, or making sure, oh my God, I battled traffic, I got all the way here." And I said, "Wow, you know." You know how how do you feel now being on the other side of it? And he straight up said, "I wish I would have not gone to some." Ah, many things. interesting. And I, when he said that to me, the I thought he was going to say, "I'm so glad I wouldn't have changed it for yeah. the world. I made it to all of it." He he was honest, and he said, "You know, Joe, I'll be honest. I wish I wouldn't have went to all of the things because honestly, uh, the the stress that I was under to get to these things, yeah. the 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 you know, just the sheer time to make it. Yeah. But also, I was at these activities, never dropped in because I had just you know been. You were on
1: running yourself, right? Yeah. Running and,
0: and he goes, and sometimes it didn't even matter that I was there, and then I would get irritated and with resentful. My kids, because yep. they were like, "Oh, you were there?
1: Yeah. Yep. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah." Why would you come to that? Right. You didn't need to come. Exactly. So have the conversations, folks. No, it's That's really what I really got important. And and you know my it was interesting because the balance just and as another example with my youngest who who played soccer less years than my my older my older daughter did, but I, I would just say to her, I'm always going to I would I'll be at your practices, but I was either getting my workout in for the day by running the track or walking the track or taking care of phone calls, but to balance that out, I became a ref so that I could ref her games and be fully in at the games even though I was hanging back at the practices. So whatever you need to do to create balance for yourself as a human being first, parents second, right? And then how to figure out the degree of presence that your child needs. I mean, I shouldn't even put it that way. Be present by tailoring your, your, um, your, uh, the amount of attention that you're giving your child at these extracurriculars by speaking to them and finding out what they
0: need. There you go. That's it right there. Great episode.
1: I think so. Juicy little nugget.
0: I love it. Short but sweet, but yep. something that all of us as parents have to deal with weekly for sure daily alright this is Rad Parenting you want to send us an email uh, email us at radparenting at gmail.com. let us know uh, any questions any ideas for future shows that you would like to have one more time with that it's radparenting at gmail.com. my name is Joe Sib and Anaya Bogue and we're out of here late, late.